Hey everybody, Joe Casabona here and welcome to episode 99 of How I Built It. Today, I'm talking to Joe Howard of WP Buffs and we talk about a whole bunch of things. Uh, how he built WP Buffs, how he builds company culture with a completely global and remote company. Uh, we talk a little bit about, you know, building his courses out and things like that. Uh, and he has a lot of really good recommended reading for us. So uh, I really enjoyed this conversation uh, and I think you will too. Just a couple of announcements before that though. Uh, next week is the 100th episode of How I Built It. I'm ecstatic about that. It seems like a big milestone, 100 episodes. Uh, it's, it's, I'm very happy to be able to do this, and I'll, and I'll talk about that a bit more. But next week's episode will be a little bit different. It'll be just me, and I'll be talking about how I built how I built it. So uh, I haven't recorded that episode yet. So if you're listening uh, and you have any questions, feel free to submit them on the contact form over at howibuilt.it or just on Twitter uh, at Jay Casabona. But uh, I'll be talking all about how I built this specific podcast. Uh, I also want to tell you about a new course I have called Build Your Podcast Website in Three Days. Uh, it's over at howibuilt.it slash course. And I tell you everything you need to know. We go from no site to fully functional podcast website with feed submitted to Apple Podcast in this course. So uh, you can check it out over at howibuilt.it slash course and use the code BUILDIT for uh, something like 25% off. So use the code BUILDIT for 25% off. This episode is also brought to you by Pantheon, which I'll tell you about a little bit later. So for now, on with the show. Joe, how are you? Hey, Joe, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm Joe number two today, so uh, <laughs> that's all good. Well, I'm very happy to have you on the show. You're taller, so you could be Joe number one and I'll be <laughs> Joe number two. Uh, <laughs> thing so, one and thing two. Yeah, exactly. Um, Joe and I met uh, at a WordCamp some time ago, right? We're both in the relatively uh, local area to each other. You're in the D.C. area. I'm in the Philadelphia area. Um, so, uh, so we've connected a couple of times. I'm very excited to have you on the show talking about your company, WP Buffs. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So Joe Howard, uh, I started a company called WP Buffs. Uh, we fully manage WordPress websites. So we work with small businesses, entrepreneurs, uh, people who run their own uh, website, have built their own website, and then kind of realize oh, there's a little bit more than just pressing the update button. You know, I have to keep everything updated. I have to make sure it's secure. I have to make sure my site's fast. Uh, I have, you know, X, Y, and Z edits I have to do. It may be a little easier to bring someone in to help with some of that ongoing care. Um, and uh, so we work with uh, that group of people, and we also work with agencies as well. Um, so we partner with a few digital agencies, a few hosting partners, a few WordPress plugins as well um, to help them uh, with the the support of what they do. Um, and wow. so, yeah, that's that's kind of WP Buffs in a nutshell. Cool, very cool. So I, I'm so already I've learned that your business is a little bit more multifaceted than I thought. Um, what? I mean, we'll get into more of this, but just while it's top of mind, um, 
what was it like kind of saying like, oh, we're going to help offer a certain plugin support? Is that like a full service you offer or is it more like one plugin developer came to you and where you were like, I can do that? Like, how did that happen? It was definitely the latter. It was it was someone came to us with uh, a request and it's like most uh, businesses, you know, you have a lot of customers giving you feedback, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. you're taking that feedback into account about maybe what you want to build next or what the next, you know, service you're offering is. Uh, and some of that stuff is just like, it's clearly like a one-off thing and maybe you'll do it, maybe you won't, but it's not something you'll kind of grow the business on. But every once in a while you have someone who gives you feedback or a lot of times multiple people giving you the same feedback or similar feedback. And then it gets you to thinking, hmm, like maybe this is something that if three people needed this or 10 people needed this, you know, maybe a hundred other people need this or a thousand. So uh, that's kind of how our white label program was born. Um, so we had a few agencies coming to us saying, uh, hey, we'd love to have some care plans. We, we have 25 clients who need this kind of service. Should we just sign up directly for 25 plans? Uh, and it was just kind of, it, the moment came where, yes, we could do 25 plans, but there's more here. There's another level of service and another level of value we can provide to people. So uh, it was, why don't we sell these care plans or you sell these care plans to your clients? We'll provide the fulfillment and you'll have kind of this additional advantage of being able to uh, continue to build a relationship with your clients, right? Because agencies, they, a lot of agencies you work with, uh, they build websites for people. And when people need a new website, they're going to go to the people who are top of mind. So right, right. in my mind, having, you know, helping agencies and uh, plugging companies or hosts be top of minds for their customers by providing kind of an additional layer of, of ongoing WordPress specific support is really valuable to them. So that's just kind of how it came about. Very cool. Yeah. And that way you can focus on the thing that you do best as your business. And uh, you don't even really have to worry about selling the packages. You know, you let the agency do that and and they have a much better relationship with that client. So they could probably make the sale more easily as well. And um, so it's it's like a win-win-win, right? The client wins, you guys win, and the agency wins. Yeah, exactly. You, 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 I think you should join WP Buffs because that's like my exact <laughs> sales pitch for a lot of people we talk to. It's, uh, it's, I'm a big proponent of focusing on the, you know, maybe one, two, <clears throat> or three areas where you're really strong. And if you have areas where you're not as strong, partnering with someone else to help support that. Um, so like an example is we used to host for our customers. Um, Mm -hmm. because in my mind, it was a little bit stickier, you know, people, when they're hosting with you, they're a little less likely to move away. It's a, it's a nice way to make a little bit more, uh, revenue and the, and the, you know, my monthly for monthly, um, income. But, you know, I found that it was really just like we were working with, you know, hosting partners in order to host on their platform and we weren't really doing the hosting. Um, so, so we'd actually decided to stop hosting altogether and just partner with preferred hosts so that we could do exactly what you just said, Joe, we could, we could provide the WordPress side of support, let the hosts do, uh, the hosting side of support, which, which we, we help with as well, right? Like if something goes wrong in the hosting side of things, that's our wheelhouse as well. But Partnering with hosting providers means hosts can focus on ho- being the best host they can be. We can we can focus on on providing the very best WordPress specific support that we can, and everybody wins. Like you said, we win. The, you know, our partners win, and the, most importantly, the clients win. So yeah, yeah, that's man, that's fantastic. So um, so we've already dove in a little bit to your business, but I do want to know, uh, you know, did you do any research into um? 
uh, starting WP buffs or, you know, what was it like starting WP buffs? Because there are, um, I feel like this is a thought that every freelancer has, right? Oh, I should start, uh, I should start just like supporting other WordPress sites or whatever, right? But there, if you want to do it right, it, it shouldn't be like a, I feel like your approach is the right approach here. And and there are sites like WP Sitecare and Valet out there who are doing similar things. So, um, you know, did you did you analyze that competition or were you just like, this is something that I should do? I definitely did some competitor analysis while I was starting the company. Um, I, I used to be kind of in the WordPress space, similar to a lot of people doing freelance work, building websites for people. And I, I really found that I wasn't able to scale the business of building websites for people. Um, and that's not to say that it's not scalable. It's it's clearly been shown, you know, com- lots of companies have been very successful doing that. I just couldn't find that magic sauce to be able to do it myself. So I started looking for other ways to be able to, to make more predictable revenue goals. Um, you know, I found that if I was building a website, someone was paying me to do that, that was great. But then as soon as that site was done, I was looking for more work. I was kind of back in sales mode and at that point not getting paid because I wasn't building a website for someone. So I was looking for a different kind of business model where I could make, um, you know, I could charge on a monthly basis and then have a little bit more predictable income. Um, So I thought maybe you know, WordPress powers 30 plus percent of the internet. If it's, if there's so many WordPress sites out there, it's not just new WordPress sites that need help. I'm sure there are people out there who need help with the websites that are already built. Uh, so maybe I could come in at a lower price point than the cost of building a website, uh, but kind of bring on more customers uh, in order to, you know, to, to make it financially viable. Uh, so I was kind of checking out, you know, how could I bring kind of this SaaS uh pricing model or SaaS business model into uh, and combine that with my WordPress knowledge to create a company. Uh, and I kind of started looking around and saw that there were a few other companies doing this. Um, and uh, there are a few good ones, the, the, the ones you've managed or ones, you know, I've, uh, I, I know that the, uh, the owners and the people who work there and uh, look up to a lot of those companies as well. But uh, I also saw a lot of companies that I didn't think were highly strong on the marketing side of things. And so I thought that that could be a big differentiator for us because for people listening or anybody listening, that's my more my area of strength. Um, not as much on the technical side. I have, you know, people like Nick on the team uh, who are very, very strong in that area. Um, but my area is more in the marketing and marketing uh, kind of sales, I guess, by necessity, um, but uh, more business development side of things. So I thought if I could be strong there, uh, I could win. And, uh, I guess so far that's, that's, that's starting to work. (laughs) Awesome. Very cool. Uh, so I I like this approach, right? Cause even as a, you know, when I was doing full-time freelance work, I liked building the new stuff and yeah, I still have some hosting clients cause it's relatively easy money. I'm on a host that auto updates and they're very low maintenance websites. They're brochure sites. Uh, but even like the, you know, I feel like the, the maintaining sites when something does go wrong or I need to do something that takes little chunks out of my day. Uh, so I can't really get into that deep work. So even as a freelancer, I would consider a service like this, where like you said, I, I can maintain the relationship with the clients, but I don't necessarily have to do the work. Um, you mentioned that, uh, you have WordPress knowledge, but you also have a technical, uh, a technical person. Um, was that the case when you started WP Buffs as well? Were you like, I need to focus on the marketing, the biz dev, so I need to bring on somebody who's more technical? 
Yeah, I knew that I wasn't the technical lead on the project, um, nor would anybody want me to be, including myself. <laughs> uh, so I always knew that I would need to bring in someone who had more, who was more technical than me. Um, and uh, honestly, as the founder of the company, I'm, that's what I'm trying to do for every position. Even mar- like we're hiring for marketing right now. I'm looking mm-hmm. to bring in someone who knows more than me. That's a little bit more right. diversified than me. Um, and, and that's a big part of my job is just kind of surrounding myself with people who know more. Um, but definitely on the technical side of things, um, we've got a team of nine right now. So we have uh, a good amount of technical knowledge, a lot of kind of, I guess what you would call kind of full stack, um, front mm-hmm. end and back end knowledge, uh, WordPress. Um, but our, I guess our last Last hire was a little bit more backend specific. We're we're starting to get to the mass now where we we need specific skills, um, and gotcha. we're starting to bring on a few more. Um, we're we're like we're slowly. When we started, we we had our most expensive plan was one hundred and twenty dollars a month, um, mm-hmm. and so we were kind of working really with small businesses, entrepreneurs, trying to hit that niche. Uh, or you know that that target audience, but as things have moved forward, we've started to crawl up market a little bit. So now our most expensive plan is is four hundred dollars a month, uh, and we're starting to work with sites that are a little bit more complex, that are a little bit um, you know on the higher end of uh, uh, advanced functionality. You know the WooCommerce's, the membership sites, etc. Um, so, but yes, now we have a team that is much more comfortable with the technical side of things. Uh, uh, my job really is to give them the resources that they need to do a great job, um, get feedback from them to, to, to know what our customers need, um, and just myself to interact with customers and, and figure out what's next for WP Buffs. That's great. I love what you said there. Um, I want to surround myself with people smarter than me. I think that's the sign of a good manager, right? As you, as you move higher up the chain, you're gonna, you're not gonna have, uh, you're not gonna kind of be in the trenches as often. You want to think big picture, so you want the boots on the ground to be the best boots on the ground that they can be. Yeah, Matt Matt Mulloweg actually said uh, he he did an interview. So he's done a bunch of interviews, obviously, mm-hmm. but I can't remember which one it was. But he said he the people he hires at Automatic are people he would consider working for if he were an employee maybe even not, i think he said maybe not even in, in this universe like if, if you if this was another universe and like things had you know been you know worked out differently and he had been right. an employee instead of the founder of automatic he would want to bring on people who he could imagine himself working for in another scenario so uh that's something i always have in my mind when i'm hiring you know it's i don't just want to bring on someone who has the technical knowledge i don't just want to bring on someone who is a good culture fit i, I want to bring on someone who you know, really wants to live and breathe our business. Um, and you know, that's a a mistake I made at the, when we were starting WP buffs, I, you know, my strength is in the marketing area. So I never had any problem getting new customers. It was the, uh, uh, the rest of the being a founder, that was the difficult part. Um, and so at the beginning, kind of bringing on people who were, you know, I really just needed to kind of fill seats and, you know, and I needed, you know, warm bodies, people who knew the technical knowledge and could get that done. And now, as the business has matured, we've we've had to let a few people go who had the technical knowledge, but just weren't the best culture fit for us. Um, and now, within the last six months or so, we've started to. I mean, it's like night and day, you know. And it's not something I ever realized before. And now that I've made this change and really pushed more towards bringing people on who are a really good culture fit for the buffs, it's it's 
it's everything's changed and we're just moving forward so much faster because the the team is so much more dynamic um so yeah <laughs> oh very cool uh so uh i sorry i've i got feedback that i say very cool too much so i'm, I'm gonna try to say that less but I, kind I, of I, cool kind of cool <laughs> it's all it's all right you know that's all right um so are are you i have a lot of other questions here uh, are you a remote team we are a remote team. We are fully remote. Uh, we just launched our, our a team page, actually. So we just got everyone's picture up on the team page. We got a nice, nice, nice little map of where everybody is in the world. Um, I think now we're spread out. We're we're, we're ten people, including uh, Marvin, our head of marketing, who is uh, just hanging out here on the couch with me. <laughs> uh, but uh, but head yeah, of marketing nine like uh, nine nine. Homo sapiens, nine humans, uh, and I think nice. we're spread out, out across uh, five different time zones now. Um, so, wow. yeah, when I started the company, I really thought that you know we, I talked a little bit about the competitor analysis. Um, I found that a few of the other shops that were doing this similar kind of WordPress plus uh, you know maintenance kind of SaaS pricing thing, they were doing more of kind of a, a nine to five. Um, that's how mm-hmm. they were kind of uh, looking at it. So I thought that. 24-7 support would be a big differentiator for us. So since I started WP Buffs, we've been 24-7 across different time zones. So regardless of whether it's 3 p.m. or 3 a.m., uh, you email in a support ticket, someone will answer you within a few minutes. That's phenomenal. Uh, the map is, I love the way the map looks. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I love the kind of color scheme and how it looks. I see you have a, an employee in New York. Uh, which is nice. That's my home state. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and that's, I mean, that's another great kind of business development or business model thing, right? Is especially if, if you're hiring a freelancer, you're not going to get 24 seven support, right? I've had clients call me at 10 a.m. and I say, hey, uh, six o'clock, 6 p.m. Eastern time, that's business hours. Um, and that's what you get for getting somebody cheaper than a global company. But I, you know, I can't be answering your calls at midnight. Um, with a team like this, where you have people working reasonable hours for themselves, uh, you can offer uh, a a twenty four seven support without you know putting uh, without like having like a nighttime team or whatever. Yeah. Um... When I when I was starting WP Buffs, I really wanted to focus on how I could provide the maximum value to people in terms of managing their website. And if we're managing a website from from nine to five Monday through Friday, it's it's not ideal for people, right? It's like we relieve all your headaches from nine to five right. Monday through Friday. You know, I wanted to be the company that we just relieve the headaches. You know, we're like, we're yeah. like the ibuprofen of the WordPress space. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, if, yeah. uh, if we're, if we're going to do it, let's try and do it right. Um, so early days were challenging, you know, I'm not going to lie. It was tough getting, uh, not only finding people to provide support so that I could cover all the time zones, but you know, as most uh, freelancers or small business owners know, there it, it's difficult to bring on freelancers or contractors and have them truly buy into the business very quickly. Uh, that's a challenge. Um, so that was definitely a challenge we faced. Um, n- you know, it, it's easy to say now with the, you know a team of nine that uh, that that of course we cover twenty four seven and we have all these different time zones, but it's been 
it's been a long time. It takes a lot of work uh, in terms of culture building, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, treating everyone like a human being and really like making them part of the company, regardless of whether they're a full-time employee or they're working 20 hours a week, um, making sure everybody feels like a family and feel people feel like they're, they really enjoy their work. I mean, that is a huge part of the battle in terms of having people take accountability for their work, having people take responsibility for making customers happy um, and not just treating it as a, I'm earning an hourly wage um, mm-hmm. and I'm just working to fill my hours. Um, that change in mindset has been a challenge, but definitely something we've been working on and been successful with to this point. Yeah, and that harkens back to what you were talking about, about company culture. So as we uh, get to the title question, how did you build it? Why don't we talk about that, right? We've kind of talked about the logistics of you starting a business a little bit, but company culture is not something I've ever talked about on this show as far as how you went about building that um, or how somebody goes about building that. Because it is so important, especially for a remote team where people don't see each other every day. And like you said, once that culture was set, uh, you guys have been rocking and rolling as, as, like, as, a, as a unit. So uh, what were, kind of informally, I guess, right? we didn't prep for this question, what were some of the things that you did to prepare or to uh, build that company culture? So I was at WordCamp Miami uh, earlier this year, uh, and I heard a talk by the founder of Pagely, uh, Josh Strebel, uh, and he mentioned this book. Uh, he gave a great talk. It was about, I forget the exact title, but it was about uh, an, an overnight success, uh, you know, 15, uh, 15 years of an overnight success, right? Kind of a play on words there. But mm-hmm. uh, he mentioned uh, this book called Turn the Ship Around uh, that really interested me because he said, someone told him to read it. And he said, and the, and the person who told him to read it said, I don't know if you've read this book, but this is how you've run your company so far and what's made you successful. Um, and he read it and he was actually able to kind of systematize it and really turn it into something that, uh, that he could really use as a tool for, for building, building culture and building a, a business. Uh, and the, the title of the book is called Turn the Ship Around. And there's a lot of insanely valuable stuff in there about team building, but the, the, the biggest piece is is changing from a uh, a leader follower sort of model where you know I'm the leader of the company and I delegate out a bunch of work to people and they get it done and they report back to me and they're kind of at the end of the day really just doing going through a checklist and kind of doing what they're told moving from that model more to a a leader leader model so I want everybody to feel like they're responsible uh, and have accountability over their own work. Um, and so instead of kind of telling people, this, here's what we need to get done, I've much more switched my mindset to, here's kind of the end goal where we want to get to, right? Like, uh, you know, we'll take, you know, customer happiness, for example. We were at 90, we had 92% customer happiness last year, you know, through our rating system of our, our desk. And I wanted us to get to 96% this year. So instead of, you know, saying, we need to get to 96%, here's the three things we need to focus on. It was really more of kind of like a team meeting and hearing from other people about how they thought that we should get there. Um, you know, letting them be the leader as opposed to you know me uh, and and 
that gives people a whole new outlook on their work. You know, it's not, I was told to do this, so I need to do it. It was, this is my idea. Like, uh, I want this to succeed. Uh, now I'm going to work hard, uh, not only to make sure that it gets done, but to, to prove to myself that this was a, a good idea and that, you know, I'm part of building this company. Um, and so that book has been extremely helpful uh, for me in terms of just changing the mindset of what, being a leader looks like because I think the traditional leader is, uh, you know, driving the company forward, like one handed, like I'm doing everything. But at the end of the day, you're wasting a lot of, uh, valuable kind of brain resources and people resources. If you're not letting them, you know, be the leaders of their own work as well. Um, it doesn't take that much work to just follow a checklist and do work, but it, you really get the most out of people when they're thinking strategically and, uh, leading things themselves. Um, so that's been huge, man. That's amazing. I love that. And as you were saying that I was thinking about, uh, when I was in higher ed, I had a manager, um, not my direct manager. She was amazing. She was like a mom to me. Um, but the one right above both of us, uh, was very much a leader follower. You know, her employees would recommend stuff and she would just shoot it down because she was, she's like, you know, well, you know, it's, she, she was worried that our decisions would make her look bad. And, and that formed a bad culture. A lot of people left myself included because of that. But when you give people a personal stake in what's going on, um, they're much more likely to stay because now it's, it's theirs too. It's not yours and I'm just doing stuff for you. It's, we we share you know we share in the rewards uh, or you know maybe our, if a decision doesn't go as well we can commiserate over that as well it's not just like well that was on you yeah agreed um i think that a lot of this trying to be successful in this has has forced me to try and take my ego out of it a little bit um because mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur I, I do, of course, want my company to succeed. And I, I, there, in my mind, I like, I don't want to make mistakes, but I also realize that making mistakes is, is how you move things forward. I know everyone says this, but just it's, that's just how things work. And, and, uh, I try to tell my team, uh, I'm actually, I'm not a, I'm not a tennis player, you know, I'm a sports fan, but I'm not a tennis player, but I like the analogy of, uh, of a line fault, uh, because, uh, so a line fault in tennis is if you serve and, you know, you accidentally step on the line, uh, or you maybe serve it out of the box, it's a, it's a let, right. You get another opportunity at it. Um, so I kind of think of that as a small mistake, um, so I, I kind of tell my team, like, we can have as many line faults as we need. Um, we want to try not to double fault, but we, but, but as long as we're, you know, making mostly small mistakes, uh, uh then things are going to be fine. And it's uh, in the long run, it's much more advantageous to make small mistakes now and have my team learning and getting better and getting exposure to making mistakes and to what it takes to, to really move forward, which is mistakes. Um, and letting them make some of those small mistakes is much more valuable in the long run. You know, if I protect them too much or I make all the decisions, then, you know, it's not giving them learning opportunities and it's, it also makes me a bottleneck. So it's all, it's all, you know, as long as you're willing to think long-term, I think that the, and kind of let go of ego a little bit, then it's a, uh, it's definitely something valuable. I, I'd recommend anybody else trying to lead a team. Today's episode is brought to you by Pantheon. WordPress 5.0 and the new editor Gutenberg are coming. 
Are you prepared? Do you want to learn about the changes in advance? Pantheon has gathered resources to help you prepare, including webinars and tutorials. Pantheon also has made it easy and free to try Gutenberg with your site before the official launch. Visit pantheon.io slash Gutenberg. Let them know that How I Built It sent you. And now, back to the show. We talked about where you've been and how you got to where you are. What are your plans for the future? Plans for the future. I always love the future questions because I feel like I'm always thinking about what's on the horizon. Um, it, you know, it's why I go to, you know, conferences like the Post Status Publishes. Um, you know, I was at MicroConf uh, uh, a month or so ago. Um, it's so many people there who are thinking about not just like what the next month looks like, but what the next year, two years, five years looks like, not only for their business, but the industry they're in and, and, and everything. Um, I, I think that my goal since we started WP Buffs is to be the best uh, manager of, of WordPress websites around. Um, so I would, I would like WP buffs to, to continue to push forward on that goal. Um, I think we've, we've pretty safely moved ourselves into, into the uh, elite, uh, members of, of the people who do this. Um, you know, there are the other people, like you mentioned before, the WP site care, the valets, great companies, uh, doing great work. And I think that we are, uh, have kind of positioned ourselves to be, um, you know, competitive in the space uh, at this point. Um, WordPress is so big; I don't consider us competitors. Even it's really we're, we're kind of frenemies, right. you know. It's uh, but you know, I respect those companies greatly. They've they've yeah. done great work. When we're still somewhat the new kids on the block compared to them, but we're, I think we've positioned ourselves uh, really well compared to them. Um, I think that. <sighs> The future of WordPress itself is a little bit kind of up in the air right now with with Gutenberg coming out and the 5.0 release coming out later this year. Um, I think that there is uh, a big shift happening in WordPress towards uh, usability, uh, being a more user-friendly tool from start to finish. So from I want to use WordPress, how do I get started with it, to I have a WordPress site, how do I, what's the easiest and friction, most frictionless way to accomplish what I need to. Um, and and WordPress itself, because it's open source, which has a ton of advantages, but one of the disadvantages is that every website is somewhat like zombified. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a, an arm from here, a leg from here, and they all have to work together. Um, and I think that there's a big opportunity for a company like WP Buffs to help alleviate some of that pressure and some of those headaches from people who not only are maybe not technical enough to, to, to work on some of this, but even half of our customers are, are people who are highly technical, but they know that their time is better spent on higher impact things. So, you know, we would like to help both of those kind of people out, people who are new, new to WordPress and don't have the technical skill to accomplish some of these ongoing support tasks, but also people who are highly technical, who, who really want to, you know, maybe work on their own projects or higher level projects. And, and, you know, when it comes to making updates and it comes to the security and speed of their websites, they know that's important, but it's also something they just kind of would rather get some help with. Um, so I would really like to see WP Buffs continue to be a leader in the space um, and uh, and continue to uh, really push forward in terms of, of what we do uh, and 
continue to innovate. So yeah, that's about it. That's great. That's I, I feel like we're on the same wavelength too, because that's um I mean part of the reason that I started creator courses, uh previously WP in one month is because I saw the need for um, you know, WordPress onboarding isn't necessarily the easiest or uh you have all of these tools and and somebody wants to build a membership site but they don't want a Frankenstein website. Um so my online courses say, I'm going to show you how to build this step by step. And this is why I like doing the custom videos too, for some of the people I've made custom videos for is um, I'm showing people how to use their tool in a meaningful way. I'm alleviating support on their end. And um, I think that's really important because 30% of the web is a lot of web. And uh, you know, we want it to be the best 30% that it could be. So I feel like we're two sides of the same coin there. I really like that. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah partnership opportunity for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm always, I feel like I've always somewhat had shiny object syndrome, which just means mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about new ideas or new businesses I want to start or just new things that sound interesting to me. And and I think that's a good thing because it my mind does move just at a hundred miles an hour and and. I think that's an advantage for me. So I want to play to my advantages. But at the same time, I want to make sure that WP Buffs and this company specifically is focused kind of what I was talking about before on the, you know, one, two or three things that we can just crush it at um, and try and not move outside of that zone um, unless it's a major decision that the business makes to do that. Um, So I would like to try and stay true to what WP Buffs is, which is just technical support uh, for website owners, entrepreneurs, uh, agencies, um, uh, and the white label capacity. And as soon as we have accomplished the goal of being the best there, uh, and it makes business sense to move into another space or do more with WordPress, maybe move earlier into the cycle and do more work like what you're doing uh, in helping people start out with WordPress, maybe we'll do that. But for now, we're going to stay towards the end of that cycle for when WordPress sites are built and and maybe looking more for people uh, like you in terms of partnerships so that you can provide the support in the area that you are just stellar at, which is, you know, the, those video courses and the, uh, you know, getting people started. Um, and then when people need more support, you know, handing off to people who are experts in that area, um, that yep. kind of partnership model has worked very, very well for us and been a huge lever for growth as well. So, uh, we're going to try and try and stay focused. Yeah, absolutely. I tell myself if I find myself thinking about, uh, some idea or some new venture that I have like more than a couple of times a week, or if I can't stop thinking about it, then I'll explore it. But if it's like an idea I have and I write it down and then I forget about it, I'm like, all right, this is not something that's worth exploring right now. Yeah. It's like a 30 day thing. I think of it as it's if I think about it and don't have to write it down and 30 days later, it's still on my mind, then maybe it's worth, you know, taking a look at it. I try to do the same thing with, with uh, impulse purchases. Like if I see something I want to buy, I'm like, Oh, that looks awesome. Like, well, let's just like wait 30 days because 95% of things I forget about and don't need. <laughs> so I need to take that advice for impulse purchases because <laughs> I'm so bad at that. Uh, well, that was that was a nice, really good piece of advice. But I'm going to end with my favorite question, which is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Trade secrets. Um, I think that... I think that the the business model of uh, focusing on how to make recurring monthly revenue is a really good one. Uh, I think that it's something that a lot of people in the WordPress space 
could benefit from. I think there are a lot of freelancers out there, a lot of agencies that are building websites. But if you're not providing ongoing support for customers, I think you're missing out on a big opportunity. Um, and there are companies out there like mine that can plug and play right into agencies to help with that. But in the grand scheme of things, if if you wanted to run your own, you know, ongoing support um you know, area of your business, uh, that's something you can put together. Um, that's something you can make predictable income off. Um, you know, there are, there's a, there's a big opportunity, not only to, to increase your revenue, make more predictable revenue, but to stay top of mind for your clients. Um, it's kind of like creating, uh, an additional sales funnel for yourself because when you've done all the updates and you've kept the site secure and you've kept it fast, when those people come back to you or when those people need more technical help, who do you think they're going to ask? They're going to ask the people who've been doing this stuff very well for them for the past year or two years or three years. So um, I think that's one, one area. Um, I, I would also say kind of, I think that there are a lot of, I'm part of WP Elevation, um, which uh, is a community of WordPress consultants that Troy Dean and his team run. Uh, it's it's fantastic. A lot of the challenges people have there in terms of kind of building a WordPress business is the is the growth piece and the the uh, the delegation part of things. Trying to bring on people to help with additional tasks. How do you do it? Do I bring on contractors? How much do I pay them? There's a million questions to ask. Um, I am a pretty firm believer that if you want to, if you want to grow, well, I guess, first off, if you just want to stay small and you want to have a team of one and you're a solopreneur or maybe a small team, that's absolutely fine. It's more than fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and a lot of people have found a lot of success that way. Um, I've gone the other route and I've kind of tried to build the team. Um, I think that there's a lot of value in, in building a team and bringing on people who can do things better than you can. Um, that being said, it's always a little scary to do it first. And I feel like a lot of the, uh, what I hear from people is, are some of these questions, uh, you know, it's difficult. How much do I pay people? Like, where do I find them? At the end of the day, I would personally advise people that it's all about experimentation and it's all about diving in and trying something. Um, if you don't do that, you're never going to make mistakes and nobody ever built a successful business linearly. Like no one ever like, -na 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 -na, like it's done. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> uh, you are going to make, if you're, if you're thinking about building a business, just hear me now that you are going to make mistakes. Um, just make them sooner and make them smaller and iterate as you go. Um, if I had one thing that I think has made WP Buff successful at this point, it's probably that. It's just like I tried to make more smaller mistakes sooner, uh, and I did, uh, and we made a few larger mistakes along the way, and that's going to happen too. But, you know, we're still here. We're still growing. Um, MRR increases every month and has since the beginning of the company. Um, we have lower churn rates uh, as we go along too, which means less people leave the business because we're learning how to bring more value to people. And I don't think I did anything particularly special, except I just kind of like, uh, I worked hard and, and made small mistakes and, uh, and learned from them. And, you know, the more you iterate and experiment, the, the more you'll be able to speak around corners and the better you'll do. So it's all about just getting started. Uh, that's not really a hack, but I, I think it kind of is. I mean, it's, it's definitely something that people need to hear, right? I mean, first of all, fail early, fail often. Yes. Um, yeah. 
another uh, another guest mentioned that you know his trade secret was work, work hard. Um, overnight successes. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, right? The 15-year overnight success. Um, a previous guest mentioned that Shopify is 18 years old. Wow. Shopify, oh, it, man. I did not know that. That's crazy. Me neither. And, uh, you know, people see <laughs> Shopify exploded on the scene like two years ago or whatever. Yeah. 18 years. They, they, can, they can vote in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great so, example. I thought that yeah. they were a new company that Overnight just kind of success. sprung up. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. And that's a, a great example of, of things are very rarely what they seem when you see them from the outside. Uh, I mean, you'll see a lot of companies, you know, the Instagram story is like the one, you know, they had 18 right. employees or something and a billion dollar valuation got bought, you know, within like a year. And it's, it's a crazy story, but that's the exception. Um, yeah. The most companies are built on the back uh, of failure. There's some great infographics out there about, uh, of like Steve Jobs and, and uh, 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 Mark Zuckerberg and all these people about, you know, yes, they became billionaires early, but look at all the you know, failures they had before that, or the, you yeah. know, the list of 10 companies that you'd never heard of before, you know, Elon Musk with all, a, a lot of failures, you know, he yeah. launched three rockets into, tried to launch three rockets into space that, that all exploded. And it was the fourth one that finally made it. it and it. that company was about to go bankrupt about a week later, if he had, if that had not been a success. So, you know, it, it's, it's all about the failure for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Joe, thanks so much for joining me today. Where can people find you? Man, people can find us on the interwebs, uh, Twitter. Uh, I am just Joseph H. Howard, uh, or you can find us at the WP Buffs. Um, if you just go to WPBuffs.com and just scroll to the footer, you'll see all our social profiles there. We, we actually just launched a new Instagram page for our team. Uh, so it's it kind of shows what it's like to work remotely for WP Buffs. It's so people can cool. kind of get an insider view of, of our team and what it's like to work there uh, or to work here. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so people can check that out if you're if you're on the gram. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, any of those places is totally fine. Awesome. Well, I will link that and a bunch of other stuff we talked about in the show notes. This is going to be a rich show notes for those of you who only listen in the podcatcher. Make sure to head over to howibuilt.it and check out the show notes because there's recommended reading, there's social sites, and a lot of other really good auxiliary episodes. Uh, So, Joe, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. For sure. And one last thing I always like to give uh, a special discount code to listeners of the show. Uh, If people want to, uh, are interested uh, in in, uh, having you know, some professionals fully manage a WordPress site. Uh, we are going to offer a 10% discount code for, for monthly plans, which we don't usually do discounts for monthly plans, but for, uh, for listeners of a, a show by someone named Joe, I think I have to, uh, I have to oblige. So, uh, go over, uh, Casabona. I'll make the, uh, the right. uh, discount code. So if anybody's interested, feel free, but no pressure. Um, but feel free to check us out. Fantastic. Well, that is very generous, Joe. I really appreciate it. Thanks to everybody listening. Be sure to head over to WPPuffs.com and use that 10% discount code CASABONA, C-A-S-A-B-O-N-A. Thanks so much to Joe for joining me today. I think there's a little bit of something for everybody in this episode. So hopefully you've come away with something interesting to think about or maybe some brand new action item. Uh, WP Buffs is doing some really great stuff in the community uh, and Joe is just doing some great things in general. Uh, So be sure to check out everything he does in the show notes. Thanks again to our sponsor Pantheon for this episode 
and the entire season, definitely check them out. They're doing great work. The question of the week for you is, how do you build or contribute to company culture? Especially if you work in a remote job, that could be really hard as we've talked about. So what do you do to build or promote company culture? Let me know on Twitter at jcasabona or by emailing me joe at howibuilt.it. You can also join the conversation over at the Facebook community on howibuilt.it slash Facebook. I ask those questions over there. And so you can participate with other people who are answering those questions on Facebook. If you want to build a great website for your podcast, definitely check out my new podcast website course over at howibuilt.it slash course. And of course, you can find those links and all of the links that we talked about today over at howibuilt.it slash 99. That's howibuilt.it slash 99. Next week is episode 100. I'm really excited to tell you how I built this podcast. If you like the show, make sure to give it a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help people discover the show. And it's been growing really well lately, so I really appreciate your support. So thanks so much. And until next time, get out there and build something.